Rioters at the Capitol, people mad at the government, and America feeling like it's on the brink of destruction. My name is Alex Rosasimo, and ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Things You Should Know. Hi, my name is Alex, and I know before you say anything, like, oh, there's hundreds of podcasts out there, blah, 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 like... I I get it. There's a lot. But the reason I wanted to make this one is because I felt like there was a need for it. A couple months ago, I started really getting into politics, I guess you could say, and the whole like culture around America. I was taking a, a history class at the time at GRCC, and I found there was a lot of things that were left uncovered by other classes that I had taken previously. And so I just wanted to make this one to cover events that maybe happened in the U.S.'s history that weren't ever spoken about in school. Uh, Two, to explain different um, keywords that have been brought up a lot in the news and uh, discussions just to just so everyone's on the same page. I don't want to I don't want this to come across as like me talking down to anyone or anything cuz honestly I'm still learning. I have to Google a lot of what I research. But um as I got more into politics, I I realized that there's not there's not a lot of um media, I guess you could say, in this field simply because a lot of it is funded by Uh, right-wing leaning conservatives who have made enough money to produce shows like Fox, Newsmax, One America Network, um, and meanwhile the left side of the spectrum is currently being like ignored. So I feel like there's a market for that, I guess, and I just wanted to reach out to people who felt the same way on policies um, just to share information. Uh, Like I said, the specific goal of this show, I guess, is just to educate. Um, I mean, it's a learning environment, and a lot of the times facts can change quickly. Uh, News spreads, misinformation spreads. Um, Obviously, we all know that pretty well growing up on the internet, but nonetheless, today's topic of interest is why local officials matter almost more than the president, in my opinion. And the reason I bring this up is because obviously we've all seen what happened at the Capitol, right? Um, I felt like conservatives were kind of eating their words about what they said, oh, Black Lives Matter did, and Democrats and liberals, like, they like to group up, group, they like to group people together, um, simply because that's just something of human nature. It makes it easier to understand. Um, us as humans don't like when things aren't identifiable. So if they just say, oh, all these Democrats and uh, Black Lives Matter, extremists are destroying our cities, blah, 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 then obviously they're just going to be able to win more support for their party and everything. Um, They'll say like, oh, Trump will bring law and order and everything. And then 
come to find out, like four or five months later, they're literally trying to break into a government institution and overturn an election just by like flexing their muscles and having a demonstration of power. And at this point, I feel like the camera is sort of pointed at what local officials are going to do. Because if you were paying attention to the last election um, in Michigan, you would see that there were some pretty interesting candidates that I wanted to talk about today. And um, if you didn't know Grand Rapids, um, and if you live in Grand Rapids or Michigan for that sake, in, in the Senate, Grand Rapids is the 29th district, and in the House of Reps, we are the 3rd district. Um, I just wanted to address that just so everybody's on the same page, um, especially when they vote. And I could, I could do a whole episode about gerrymandering, districts, everything, but that's for a later date. Um, anyways, so for Michigan's 3rd district, um, we elected Peter Meyer, who was a Republican, and... Uh, my first thought on him was basically like he was going to be some uh, pro-Trump, uh, pro-war, like stereotypical Republican, I guess you could say. And I didn't like the fact that he's connected to um, the Meyer grocery stores that are literally all over Michigan. Like, what are we? What is a huge businessman who has billions of dollars doing in our government? Like that just that doesn't make sense. It it. It reeks of corruption to me, but ironically, um, this past Thursday, I think it was, uh, he voted to impeach Trump, um, and this kind of made me curious about his policies, so I looked and checked him out, and he says this on Twitter, and I quote, There are pressing problems that the next Congress must address in a robust way. I look forward to working to establish a safe and strong COVID recovery, to implementing free market reforms to our healthcare system, and to address the climate crisis and protect our cherished Great Lakes. I will also work to end our endless wars and ensure that this republic lives up to the promise of our founders. End quote. Yeah, not the stereotypical Republican response to being elected. Um, I honestly thought I never would have guess to see endless wars being like ending endless wars in his uh policy but along with climate climate change but um one thing that doesn't surprise me is free market reforms to our healthcare system um it's pretty much a hot topic issue and if you don't know what that means he just basically says like oh making it uh Free, when he says free market reforms, it's basically just talking about letting um, health insurance companies and all of that uh, compete with each other uh, because the whole idea around capitalism is that when companies are competing for the consumer's money, it's better for the consumer because it's better for the consumer because as the companies compete, they'll lead to innovation. Um, this can be seen with Samsung and Apple. Um, and that's something that capitalism relies heavily on because as industries evolve and everything, you're going to want to keep evolving and keep uh, revolutionizing, I guess you could say. Because if you don't, then 
you risk going extinct, other companies will start to outperform you. Now, looking at a different point of view, this is what I really kind of wanted to stress because our Senator Gary Peters is a lot different than Peter Myers. If you go to GaryPeters.gov, you can read more, but essentially Gary Peters wants to make education more affordable, expand trade job programs in high school. On top of that, he wants to keep Michigan a manufacturing hub to grow Michigan's economy. And he also wants to wants more affordable health care for seniors, prevent big drug companies to monopolize the market or basically have control of it and charge insane prices for essential medication. And I sort of refer to him as the Joe Biden of Michigan because he voted to pass a bill that would give border security one billion dollars. And I quote, to better secure our borders against illegal crossings, end quote. So take that what you will. Um, Ironically, Peter Meyer voted to impeach Trump. And, you know, like, I was really shocked by this, um, which obviously made me check out his policies and everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's not some stereotypical right wing Republican representing us. Um, But if you paid attention to the last election, Gary Peters was really challenged by someone called John James. And he ran on a straight Republican platform for Senate. He, a lot of his ads included him scaling a wall in army fatigue saying like, oh, I'll fight for you. And I think a lot of Republicans identified with that, like, other other people running for government and everything saw the success of Donald Trump. You know, he wasn't your average um, politician. He fought for the American people, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, essentially, he's the Ronald Reagan of our time. Um, but people running for government saw how far that got Donald Trump. So um, right now, our political beliefs and political spectrums are just becoming way, way more um, extremist, I want to say, because there there have been QAnon theorists in Congress. Um, recently, a congresswoman, uh, I forget her name, but she was live tweeting the exact location of Nancy Pelosi during the Capitol riots and everything. And People are calling for his resignation, but it just goes to show you that when Donald Trump won the election, it opened the floodgates for a lot of people who thought they didn't have a chance and who shouldn't have had a chance to win a spot in government. Um, Getting down to the numbers, Gary Peters only won by 1.7%, meaning only 92,335 more people voted for him. And overall, he just barely got the vote. Uh, A vast majority of Michiganders still voted Republican. And in politics, numbers that are in the tens of thousands when counting votes is like saying, oh, you barely got an A in this class because you did two tests and it brought your grade up 2%. We need to take a good long look at people who are running. Um, I mean, if Donald Trump wasn't an example of that, now we have 
rich businessmen like Peter Meyer winning seats in our government. We have uh, people like John James um, fighting for a spot in our government to speak on our behalf. And I feel like as much as politics are talked about too much and everything, it can be good to look back on our history to learn at what our past leaders did. This is also to double check Biden as well. Um, I didn't vote for Biden personally because I liked him and everything. I feel like he didn't do much as a VP and he also signed the 1994 crime bill. Um, in addition to that, his running mate Kamala Harris has incarcerated a huge amount of people in California when she was the state's attorney, um, which is also problematic. But fact of the matter is they'll be easier to work with than Donald Trump. They have been in politics. They've had a career in law and American government. And at this point, so many people are fed up with Donald Trump's governing and handling of the United States that they're willing to vote for someone who is just mildly better than Donald Trump. I voted for Biden purely because of everything that Trump stands for. Personally, I feel like conservatives focus too much on the economy aspect of America and not much about the people who make up America. Now, with that being said, this this should be a fun show. We're, we're going to be looking at America's history, the many cultures that make it what it is. Um, we're going to have guests on here, hopefully. And I, I have some plans for it. Obviously, I'm starting school soon, so we'll see how that goes. But taking taking my history class, it just kind of reminded me of, one, how there isn't much knowledge about events that happened and events that shaped America to what it is today. And I think looking back on our history, it can sort of just um, clear up some confusion on why us Americans act the way we do, you know? And it's also because um, I started watching more political content creators. Um, you know, as the right has people like Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens, you know, who does the left have? Um, George Como's brother? Like, that... It's it's uh, very lacking in that field, I guess. And obviously, I don't want to put a spin on America's history or anything, but looking at it with the viewpoints that we have today um, will obviously be different for everyone. But yeah, looking looking back at our history definitely can clear up some questions that we have about America's foreign policy, America's government um and yeah i just i didn't see a show like that out there but i i hope one of my messages got across um i hope you learned something and 
the next episode will most likely be about workers' rights, uh, the Haymarket affair, and we might even have a guest soon. So be on the lookout for that. I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Thank you. Things You Should Know is an independent podcast and ideas and takes should be taken separate from any sponsors or ads of the show. Things You Should Know does not take any backing from any political organization and represents the views of Alex Ersasimo and respective writers of the show. This episode was written and produced by Alex Ersasimo.